Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here. Just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly. That's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now on with Monkey Tennis. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Knowing me, Tom Dark, not a stab. Knowing you, the Monkey Tennis listener. Aha. Hey guys, just a quick message before we start this week's show. We wanted to remind you that you can still vote for us in this year's British Podcast Awards. So if you've been enjoying our chat over the last few months and you agree that our broadcasting has been 10 on 10, then we really would appreciate your vote. All you need to do is go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote, type Monkey Tennis into the search bar, click on our name when it comes up and submit your vote from there. It's really quick and easy to do and we would massively appreciate your support. Voting's open until the 28th of April 2017. And now, on with the show. There now follows a party political broadcast from the bold brummies against the big-footed conspiracy party. Are you looking for an alternative to mainstream politics? Then why not join the bold brummies against the big-footed conspiracy party today? We support the headslap as a form of capital punishment, a system of headslapping to combat immigration, and fully support the bold Olympics coming to Birmingham. So, are you a bloody buggering shitting buggerhead? Then join the bold brummies against the big-footed conspiracy party today. Just pay your deposit. That's democracy. Monkey tennis? You better believe it, babe. There's a new chat in town. Monkey tennis? Ice white shoes, ice white socks with navy blue double cadet strike. Aha! Monkey tennis? I've just been told that Roger Moore is at Chiswick Roundabout. Monkey tennis? Oh, what the heck? Rock and roll, it's all of a pair! Monkey tennis? Yes, I am in a jacuzzi sipping spunt. Alan, 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 Alan. And on that bombshell, monkey tennis? Hello and welcome to Monkey Tennis, coming to you from the maggot-ridden cesspit of London's East End. Uh, I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark. 
A tray of lady volivants. Nick Older. Immigration. It's a political hot potato. And Tom Stab. Balbramise! We're on to episode five of Knowing Me, Knowing You, the TV series with uh, our beloved Alan Partridge. Um, I noticed that uh, Alan mispronounces the word welcome. (laughs) What's he say? He says welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. It's like Jules Holland, who also can't pronounce anything. (laughs) Anything. Radiohead tonight on the show. Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful Radiohead. I feel like this might not be the first time where Alan says welcome in quite an odd way. I feel like that might be consistent in quite a few episodes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he's getting it from. He's, it's like he's ripped it off uh, a better chat show host. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, he's got a full moustache. Yes, and yeah, that, he's gone full that moustache is real. That is not a fake moustache. Really? Is, it? Yeah. is there any insight as to what that's actually for and why that happens, why he's growing it? Uh, well, uh, like in last week's uh, episode when they were talking about he was gradually growing this moustache. Mm. So I think the whole idea is that um, Alan thinks it makes him look more refined and dignified uh, where right. it actually ends up to it be a has, source of yeah. mockery quite for quite the opposite yeah. <laughs> three episodes in he's puffed up like an owl and yeah. ready to try a new look yeah, um, yeah it's terrible isn't it <laughs> it looks like it's been done with eyeliner that's why I'm surprised I, to hear it's a yeah, real I assumed it's real it was fake it doesn't, no, it doesn't look great it's real and I also learned that uh, the shirt he's wearing is from M&S so <laughs> the things you can learn from a do- wow. from a DVD commentary that is the fact facts you won't get anywhere else no, on Alan Partridge well, nor, if you watch nor the DVD. would you want okay yeah. um, so Glenn Ponder is back but very reluctantly uh, pending the result of a tribunal uh, with his band Lazarus Lazarus this week <laughs> but before he talks to Glenn yeah, uh, there's an important did, point did anyone note what Alan does in the arena of violence this time round when no. entering the stage he comes out he, fighting doesn't he, he? yeah, yeah. It's like some kind of James Bond kick. kind of mass fight with like loads of assailants in his mind, <laughs> I think. <laughs> sort of fitting, given uh, the guests that he's got on tonight's show as well, that it's a bit of old-fashioned punch-up violence. Yep, and uh, this week's pun, shattered, or should I say, chattered. Yep. Very good. It's, uh, uh, it's also at this point that uh, Alan suggests that the show should be called The Alan Partridge Show, <laughs> which everyone is calling it, which I imagine is what no one's calling it. Yeah, yeah he w- just wishes that was true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed as well, when he says chattered, the... Uh, uh, the pun, the drum fill is much less enthusiastic than normal because <laughs> yeah. Glenn Ponder is the Glenn's brief well, late team, isn't he? Well, Glenn was sacked last week, wasn't he? Yeah. So. He's, he's only back because of uh, because of pending actions. Yep. Um, Alan then tries to claim that he could get the Eagles to replace Glenn Ponder and his band. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, who sold about 150 million albums or yep. something. Um, yeah, good luck. So yeah, Glenn's back with Lazarus. Uh, and I was thinking, okay, well, they'll just skim over this. Oh, no, no, we're still going to chat to the band. You yeah. all now hate him anyway. Tries to do another pun, chatty, chatty, bang, bang. I mean, the gag doesn't really work that well no. for starters. And then the drum fill is offensively late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then Glenn starts extending his theme as well. So Alan walks over to the to the, the chat lounge. Uh, but Glenn <laughs> still keeps playing for yeah. another 10 yeah. seconds. And then he just end the chat by just saying, see you in court when he sits yes, down. He does. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, Glenn's basically just fucking with Alan now. He's got nothing left to lose uh and the first guests out terry norton uh yeah so is terry norton is played by alan ford who i think most people will probably recognize from the film snatch where he plays essentially the same, the same character, character right? <laughs> brick, brick top yeah brick top in snatch yeah so terry norton is based on i would say well i, I in my notes i thought it's pretty much the boxing promoter frank warren oh yeah, uh, yeah. but they did say that um alan ford did say that this character is a mixture of frank warren and charlie cray which okay. I think okay. Makes, yep. makes perfect sense. Makes yep. sense. Uh, he comes out with a limp. I presume he's been shot. <laughs> I that noticed fair? that. I didn't I notice that. I did, I did oh, oh right. Yeah, he's got a bit of a limp as he comes on stage. There's some weird bad cutting here as well. I noticed that Terry switches position entirely from shot to shot. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't notice that either. 
I didn't know what you uh, say. That's a good start. watched it. Actually, it could just be down to uh, that I was watching the Netflix version, so, yeah, it might so there been, might something uh, must have been edited out. Because yeah. presumably they do film this as live as, uh, uh, yeah, as, they did, cl- yeah. as best they can. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so they must have chopped a bit out there. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, Alan introduces him with some terrible Cockney rhymes, with a little bit, etc., <laughs> which is probably the most horrendous thing he's done in the whole series oh I don't know I still think the way that he spoke to the uh, lovely French lady Nina Vanier was kind of up oh, there with were you, were you personally offended not by personally it? but I think that that was one of Valen's low points <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's a continuing series of low points there Al- aren't many highs Alex low points uh, <laughs> Terry Alan Nor- Alan 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 <laughs> <laughs> Terry Norton puts in the groundwork trying to find some common ground between him and Alan saying you know we're both both, grow- <laughs> both come up you know ha- having no qualifications which Alan, Alan has is yeah. serious beef He's like, we're both working class boys. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Partridge is immediately offended by that. <laughs> and has to point out that he did go to East Anglia Polytechnic. <laughs> he's got a couple of pretty good A-levels, but doesn't doesn't provide any more detail than that. Uh, and then uh, Terry's Terry's turned at this point. Yeah. Alan, <laughs> Alan, I feel like he could have... He could have got through this with, with sort of minimal friction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terry was prepared to come on and play nice. Yeah. But... yeah. but then don't you find with all of the interviews throughout Knowing Me Knowing You, they descend into disaster very yeah. very quickly well it's yeah. kind of the point that terry obviously kind of gets alan's back up a little bit alan makes the point about his education but then goes on to moan about how his parents did own their own home and they occasionally holiday in spain <laughs> <laughs> we've talked a little bit about how the guests themselves are not ideal they're often narcissists or just nasty people do you think if the guests were a bit more high quality that they would weather the storm i think because like alan is a bit of a shit he can't really present the show but if he's, he had guests yeah. that were of a higher calibre, more used to this sort of thing, they would probably work around it. Or would they just even have less tolerance of him being a rubbish interview, uh, rubbish chat show host? Possibly. I don't if, know. Because if, if, if you're saying like if they're like top flight, top flight A-list celebrities and they're more used to kind of doing like the promo trail, they'd be like, this guy's an idiot. I don't want to waste my time on it. I think it might, it might even go worse. In real life, you can think of quite a lot of uh, interviews that have gone bad but it's usually pretty much always the guest's fault because they're you know yeah. they're unresponsive or don't, mm. don't want to be on the show or whatever is it worth us going around uh, giving our best ever real life interview that's gone bad I can think of several the classics. one that stands out is who was it who was in Sleepless in Seattle Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan that's it Mark, Mark, Meg Ryan on Parkinson that's I was, it I was going to say oh, I, I was going to say the kooks on Pop World oh amazing oh, I was going to say uh, Avril Lavigne on uh, Pop World <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's a there's a whole list of yeah. great Pop World interviews yeah. uh, there, does anybody remember I think it was Clive James really offending the Bee Gees yes because their original band name was like Les Tosser or something like that and he's like oh you'll always be Tossers to me <laughs> and they, yeah. they just very, walked off very yeah. witty Go, gotta yeah. go yeah. they yeah. weren't having it yeah. <laughs> the Tosser Sir. <laughs> so it was something like that. Yeah, it was. I'm going to have a little Google of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they literally unclip their mics and walk off and say, oh, you're a tosser, mate. Bad <laughs> interviews are actually pretty good to watch. Yeah, They're it, quite it, compelling viewing. It's great TV, yeah, which yeah. is why um, Naomi just, Knowing You is so works. good. <laughs> so, uh, Terry, yeah, the interview with Terry is going very much down that route. The actor that plays Terry, I thought he's very good at quiet menace. He doesn't have to do much to be genuinely threatening. Yeah, I, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's uh, Terry's on the show to announce that he's bringing back a beauty contest. Uh, yes, well, as, as live on Sky. <laughs> yeah. Well, as Alan says uh, later in the show, he's going to be serving up a tray of lady volivants. Yep. <laughs> for uh, for the uh, Miss Norwich competition. Um, 
that, that it then follows with probably the most bizarre opening to one of Alan's questions ever. It goes, murderer, you killed my son. <laughs> because, of course, Terry was uh, accused but acquitted of uh, of murdering someone. Gar- garroting a, uh, a nightclub owner yeah. in yeah. Leicester Square. That's right. Uh, and then this kind of uh, brings on... Quite, have a great quite reconstruction quite in the an studio. awkward reconstruction which I imagine for the family must be nothing short of <laughs> harrowing and upsetting <laughs> especially if they do two different scenarios yeah, yeah. What, what the court claim happened yeah. so they basically have to watch someone playing their son die yeah. twice um, he said that the uh, the recreation featured professional actors who've appeared in the Bill and Minder I don't suppose anybody uh, found out whether they actually had uh, no but there no. is someone later in this episode who has appeared in the Bill thank god for that Lovely. Um, I did also learn from the commentary that it was uh, actually Alan Ford that gave them the idea to... So the characterised version of his character in the recreation is wearing a black shirt and a white tie. Mm. And that was his idea because he was saying it's such a ridiculous gangster film cliche, mm. the black shirt, white tie thing. Isn't yeah. he wearing a sheepskin jacket as well? Oh, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I thought it was quite interesting that Alan Ford, who's only a bit player, kind of like one character, was kind of like giving thoughts on what the costume should be in yeah, yeah. yeah. although station, to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah but to be honest if he told you that's how it's going to be you're not yeah, going to yeah. say no yeah, fair yeah. Enough. whatever you want that's he will cut you yeah, yeah. Kneecap you. And his mullet is amazing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of the point that happens here he kind of threatens alan there and says that he's going to suck him into the gangster world and, and alan suddenly does get a little bit scared and massively <laughs> he says back. to him what was that do you want to get involved son do you want to get sucked in and alan is absolutely shitting his pants yeah. at that point wipe that so- soppy look off your gormless face yeah. do you want to get sucked in and basically forces alan to uh, accept that his, what's obviously been a carefully planned recreation uh, is in fact just two ponces mincing about yeah. talking rubbish yeah <laughs> now are we having a beauty contest or what <laughs> beauty contest please <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like turned into a little kid then basically, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, like a little like a little mouse yeah. a little bit like uh, well in a, in a different way but in a, a little bit like with the uh, playboy agony aunt as yeah. well where he's basically on his knees kissing a little round, little mouth. round mouth yes yes uh do we want to discuss alan ford and his potential being typecast yeah. <laughs> yes please talk us through those i roles. mean i well i mean just uh doing a very cursory search on the internet um so obviously yeah he's best known for his roles uh, probably in Snatch but he was also in Lockstock which uh, I didn't remember yeah I don't remember him in Lockstock um, I, I think he might have done the voiceover in Lockstock right. actually um, and he has starred in the bill as uh, well so uh, thank god for that um, he had a brief role in An American Werewolf in London he, he run doesn't he run a taxi driver in uh, Lockstock well uh, if we just do a quick Google search on that uh, I think actually he was the narrator and and the bar owner Alan uh, yeah, yeah, I've got here another Alan, another Alan. Alan. Nice, great. Uh, that brings us. Qu- oh gosh, sorry, we've got more. Oh credits. no, we've got more. We've oh. got more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he also, I love this. He also played a character titled East End Thug in the Armando Yannucci shows. <laughs> so Armando's really pushed him into a corner there. Uh, in 2015, he played former Thotch band manager Big Basil Steel in <laughs> Brian oh, Pern. Oh, I love Brian Pern's Brian Life Pern. of Rock yeah. is hilarious. Um, and this is an interesting fact. In 2010, he featured in a music video for He's a Jolly Good Fellow by Welsh rockers Lost Profits. We'll move on from that. Sure. Um, but I also did learn that um, a lot of his kind of Cockney-style voiceovers have been featured in a lot of songs uh, varying from kind of quite hard kind of dubby grime tracks to uh, metal tracks as well. Mm-hmm. So we can play a bit of one of those in, but we'll keep it brief. When your spirit is floating down that tunnel towards the light, you know what's behind the light? It's not God, it's me. And I'm going to kick your poncy soul all the way back down the tunnel till you choke on your own fucked up ribs. Now, 
wake the fuck up. Banger. Right right <laughs> uh, again, very much typecast. Anything else to say on Terry Norton? Um, well, no, just that was a couple of ponces mucking about talking rubbish. <laughs> Mincing about talking rubbish. Um, so, Alan then introduces one of the hit bits of his show, another Alan Partridge, uh, where he uh, meets <laughs> another person with the same name, foreshadowing uh, Dave Gorman's show by several years. Yeah. Um, and, of course, this one is dead. Yeah, I mean, naturally. That's, 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 that's the next step, isn't it? Just bring out a dead guest. Just to clarify, out the coffin. They, they did book the, de- the guest and then he died, didn't they? That is, they didn't book him uh, knowing yes. he'd already yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in true Alan style, yeah. they've don't they've cancel the guest because of the awful circumstances. Yeah. Just wheel on the coffin, and also don't think <laughs> it's inappropriate to have Glenn Ponder and Lazarus play a mournful Abba cover yeah. while you wheel on this dead man's family. <laughs> uh, did anyone spot the uh, son of the other Alan Partridge as uh, actor and things he's been in? No. So there's a guy called Sean Gilder who I don't. Did anyone watch Shameless? He was uh, no. he played Paddy Maguire in that. Also, looking at his IMDb, he's been in the bill twice as two different characters. <laughs> Which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> I think stuff like the bill, that's quite yeah. common though. Uh, yeah. He's also been in Hornblower, Silent Witness, Midsummer Murders, and my personal favourite from the late 90s, Bugs. I what, do not remember that. Bugs? Do you not remember Bugs? I remember oh, it. Oh no, that's bringing something back. <laughs> can, you, was, can you give me a synopsis? Yeah, Bugs was a, a BBC TV show that ran in the uh, mid to late 90s, sort of like an action adventure sci fi programme, sort of like a precursor to Bug, uh, to Spook, sorry. It was brilliant. I loved it as a kid. Nice. Never heard of it. Another thing I like when he's uh, introducing himself to, 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 to the dead man's son is that he doesn't abandon his usual uh, introduction technique but <laughs> yeah. he just no. takes on a somber time yeah knowing me alan partridge knowing you whatever uh, uh, colin partridge whatever he's called uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> colin partridge i don't know what he's liam called. liam partridge. Yeah, liam uh, and I, I love when he uh, knocks on the coffin as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant it also transpires that uh, alan's show uh, is not his favorite show that show is can we remember? Baywatch. It's Baywatch. Baywatch. It's Baywatch. Oh yeah, um, Alan shows his second, second favourite show, isn't yeah. it? Brilliant. Um, uh, Alan's <laughs> desperately looking for something to go on in terms of talking about the dead man yeah. and how he's, he's virtuous, and, yeah. but the dead man was a boozer and rude. Yeah. <laughs> Alan kind of insinuates as well that he could be going to purgatory or even possibly hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's very unclear about where he's going. He did have quite a temper on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do and, repeat that quite yeah. a bit. And also dismisses Alan, uh, the man's favourite show, Baywatch, as, oh yeah, that's the one about the beach people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't live there. <laughs> and they and then they uh, give them a headstone as a gift. And they, <laughs> yeah. they put the wrong they put the wrong date on it. Yeah. Oh, also, just one quote uh, that I thought was good because it squeezes two accidental insults in one sentence, where he says to to Alan's wife, "Let's hope there are girls in heaven." Already insulting, like she's his wife. Uh, if that's where he's going, yeah, yeah. As he said, he insinuates he might be going to hell. Uh, I did enjoy as well with the uh, date on the headstone being yeah. wrong when he's like, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably got that done on the cheap and doesn't want to have to take it back and get it they, redone. They haven't checked the details, have they? <laughs> no. uh, he would have uh, liked but, it to be right. But they have checked the details enough to make sure that it says at the bottom in large lettering, donated by Alan Partridge, broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then they recruit uh, the deceased mother and son to help judge the Miss Norwich competition. Yeah. Of uh, course they do. <laughs> he also briefly offers it to Glenn. Glenn, would you like to judge Miss Norwich? Yeah. Well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Miss Norwich competition, uh, in the words of Alan, it's just a harmless bit of fun. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> Firstly, uh, the, well, the, probably the main thing, did anyone not notice the uh, the extremely familiar face amongst the lineup oh, of Miss Norwich? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. making sure, just making yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'd, if, if anybody didn't clock who that was, I think yeah. they would have to leave immediately. Yes. Next? I saw it. Okay, just checking. Yeah. But did Clocked. you know what was going on? Yeah. Okay, okay cool. It. You sure? Yeah. 
Well done. So what what is it? Well, when we get to it, I'll talk about <laughs> it. We're, we're at it. We're, we're okay, talking about well, it now. Y- you go first, and I'll tell you whether <laughs> I remember it or not. Uh, okay, well, you've got uh, five uh, lovely ladies coming out for the Miss Norwich competition. Uh, you've got Susan Aitkinson, 20, who works at Saxon Shoes. <laughs> uh, you've got Donna Cookson, 20. And now, do you notice how Donna was the crowd favourite? Yes. She got um, rapturous applause mm-hmm. and whoops and cheers. So what they, what our uh, Amanda Unici and team did there, they prepped the audience to go nuts for number two, but didn't tell her. Ah. So when she came out, she was just kind of really flattered and didn't quite know what was going on. Uh, okay. That doesn't really go anywhere, does it? That, that no, kind no, no, of, no, no, no. Although there's a point to it. Obviously, the point, the point is that later in the scene, Alan obviously favours someone who shouldn't win. Because she's yeah, but I mean, no, they, they, they could never... have done that without the big cheer. Yeah, but... oh, I, I mean, see. because they, they never directly reference that she's like a crowd favorite no. or anything. No, no. But... Um, but I thought in a way that's a bit cruel. The fact that she just thinks, oh, everybody really likes me. <laughs> yeah. But that's just they've told the audience just go yeah, nuts yeah. for her. Mm. Uh, number three is Lisa Thornton, twenty-one. Now let's talk about Lisa Thornton. Come on, Nick. Where do we recognise her from, Nick? Well, I know that she likes to uh, dance <laughs> <laughs> dance around to pop music in her living room. Uh. Uh, she it's, is it's obviously Susan. Yeah. It's Susan. <laughs> Susan. He's got it. Or uh, Barbara Durkin. Yes, yeah. Real Susan, name, Susan, who plays Susan in I'm Adam Partridge. So, yep. uh, yeah. She's also the Susan. shortest of all the contestants, <laughs> which um, I think is a crucial piece yeah. of information yeah. that Alan imparts. <laughs> I did investigate whether, because one contestant works at Saxon Shoes, I did investigate whether that was real. Um, if you go online and look for Saxon Shoes, uh, you can find them. Um, but when you cl- when I click, are they Norwich based? When I click through to try and buy a pair of Saxon Shoes for research purposes, <laughs> tax deductible. Um, <laughs> the Give me a receipt, put it on a spike. The error message I got said there is no product listed in this universe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seems what? a bit weird. Yeah, I presume Saxon Shoes is one of those things that just died out like Foster's menswear <laughs> or yeah. never existed yeah. um, uh, contestant number four Maria McNulty oh, yeah. Nick any notes on Maria she's a Roman Catholic uh, she has a 36 inch bust <laughs> and uh, Ave yeah. Maria Ave Maria <laughs> that's so good uh, and contestant number five is Siobhan oh, Glacowski. Oh, this is the best one. I might yes. just have to read this out. Yes, go for it. it. Yeah. Is, is this the one that works at William yeah. Hill? Okay, go for it. Siobhan works in William Hill Bookmakers. So what are her odds tonight? I'll tell you. They're 50 to 1. She's a rank outsider. <laughs> <laughs> she also has a Polish grandmother who doesn't speak any English. Those are tonight's finalists. <laughs> William. We've uh, looked at their bodies, yeah. she said. Now let's look at their minds. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it all gets uh, very uh, flirty with uh, Lee. Lisa, contestant three. She looks father. really young as well. Alan looks quite old. I think this is a little bit awkward, yeah. this exchange. Also, he does... Uh, but he, it is very awkward, yes. Yeah. He does go off Donna quite quickly when he finds out that, although she's the clear fan favourite, she doesn't watch his show. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the whole thing, isn't it? Um, like, he's immediately drawn to Lisa because, what did she say? Like, oh, I've like always wanted to meet you. She's always wanted to meet him. And she yeah. likes his moustache. He's basically thrown by this because someone's actually showing him some interest and she's obviously quite attractive. This is completely new territory for him. So again, <laughs> he, goes, unprecedented. he goes weak at the knees. His his broadcasting style falls to pieces yeah. and everything <laughs> he, gets awkward very quickly. He uses three contestants worth of time just talking to Lisa and then yeah. basically barely even gets a word out of the final two. Oh, yeah. I love it when he skips through the last two. He's going, yeah. do you like animals? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear him, uh, he railroads the other judges into who should win, basically. Yeah, that so is so She's good. got the best personality. Yep. And then uh, as soon as she's named as the winner, uh, he's straight there with an arm around her waist. Uh, but <laughs> like her character in I'm on a Partridge, she has a fiancé. Yeah. Um, do, do we dare, do we dare put the question to the group? Who's your favourite contestant for Miss Norwich? I did make a note of this. 
<laughs> it's got extensive notes it was here Susan for the first for me, time. Number one. Oh, number one. Okay, Susan from uh, who works at Saxone Shoes. That's the one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Adam, it's number three, Lisa, just because <laughs> she gets the most chat and she seems very friendly. Well, I think I think the thing is, with Lisa, you find out about the most about her personality, don't you? Exactly. Uh, Snap. I think they're all great. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's exact. My thoughts exactly. Yes. They're all winners. They're all winners in my book. <laughs> <laughs> my extensive what? book. I was going to say, what book? Yeah, that? what book? Yeah. My big book of babes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point, cut that, Jess. <laughs> Don't cut that. It's too funny. Please don't. (laughs) At this point, Alan introduces a a new regular feature again. uh, Partridge over Britain. Uh, Yeah, so this is almost Alan trying to replicate uh, something like question time, isn't it? So (laughs) there's a West Chalfont by-election due to the death of Sir Maurice Christopher, which I thought, is that an interesting reference to Chris Morris? Also, West Chalfont in Buckinghamshire, never heard of it. That's that's my home territory, never heard of it. Is it a real place? Is it a real place? I didn't know. Does anyone check this? There's, There's little Chalfont. Um, and there's Chalfonts and Giles and Chalfonts and Peter. Um, he, oh, certainly, he certainly no knows his Chalfonts. Chalfonts. <laughs> yeah. he, he really does. Right, um, he's that well. This one doesn't exist. <laughs> well, or does it? Oh, right, right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what, it doesn't exist. What's it called again? West Chalfont. How am I spelling that? Well, W-E-S-T. No, I know that bit, for fuck's sake. Important that we do this live. C-H-A-L-F-O-N-T. Very exciting times in the studio here. It's come up on the Google predictor. Doesn't exist. No, Chalfont St Giles. Okay, thank you. Oh, wait a second though. There is a used car dealership in Chalfont St Giles called Wests. So there you go. All your used car needs. Close but no cigar. Close enough. Uh, Yeah. So we have uh, one, two, three. We've got um, four uh, politicians here. He's covered the political spectrum, and I would say from the outset, it looks like it could be a credible, balanced debate about (laughs) an upcoming um, by-election. He does stress that he'll be impartial at all times. I trust him to keep (laughs) that. Exactly. Yeah. He did not. He won't stray from that at all. No, absolutely. So you have Charlotte Fraser. Played by Rebecca Front as the Labour yep. candidate, yes, which I thought was quite interesting uh, when you think about Rebecca Front going on to be a Labour politician in the thick of it. Ah, uh, yes, oh uh, yeah. Uh, Ronald Biggs, who's Lib Dem, played by Felix Dexter, as seen in shows such as The Real McCoy and The Fast Show. R.I.P. Yep. Um, Adrian Finch, played by David Schneider as the Tory candidate. Mm-hmm. And Very then, well played by David Schneider. I yeah, think. yeah. A great, I, a great, I, I think it's bang on. Great role. Uh, and uh, fourth and finally, <laughs> you have <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Kojak Slapper III, played by Patrick Marbert, representing the Bald Brummies against the Big Footed Conspiracy Party. Bald Brummies! Bald Brummies! <laughs> Uh, and I mean that's kind of based on I would think the Monster Man Raving Looney Party at this point Alan says come on there's a time and place for fun and enjoyment and it's not on this show (laughs) he also says here's the final candidate we have to have him on he's paid his deposit that's democracy (laughs) yeah yeah Um, and then Alan starts taking questions starting with yes you the woman with the high head (laughs) I wondered if is there any intel on the the commentaries about whether the questions are coming from genuine audience Uh, members Um, so you well there's a couple of interesting points about this the lecturer who's actually a bald brummy supporter but um, doesn't reveal that straight away Mm -hmm. he was also the Australian minister in the day to day that declares war Oh, okay. Because uh, I was thinking he looks really familiar, and then that then they, uh, that all fell into place. And yeah, there's a blonde girl in the audience that asked a question. She was a genuine audience member. Mm. I mean, I think they've given her the question to read out, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. wasn't yeah. an actor. I think we mentioned on a previous podcast that the, the, the chap who is the uh, the undercover slaphead, uh, if he started the war in the <laughs> yeah. day today, I think he's also the voiceover on Radio Norwich. I think that might be right. Yeah. Ah. 
Uh, you, um, a partridge through line. He asked yes. the question of whether the bo- there's a chance of the Bald Olympics coming to Birmingham. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did Google Bald Olympics. <laughs> it is not a thing, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> that's a shame, isn't yeah. it? The dream is dead. Um, I also noticed that Colonel Slapheads got badges of a bold man. I think it's Brian Eno. No, is it's that... no, it's Kojak. Oh, is it? Oh, yes. right, Hence, right, yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Kojak Slapper the third. All right. Uh, I also have a great little uh, small anecdote about this. Uh, I remember somebody answering the register at school, and <laughs> instead of the traditional yes sir when their name got read out they said yes lieutenant colonel kojak supper the third the teacher just went get out <laughs> that happened at your school yeah blimey wow <laughs> unruly Un- unruly times yeah, yeah. yeah. tory uh, partridge really comes out now doesn't it yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he's definitely on the tory side he's trying to help him out all the way through isn't he let, it, let him speak. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sort of, in, a presumably an intentional mistake where Alan calls Charlotte Fraser Charlotte Rampling. Um, yeah, that's deliberate. Yeah, because yeah. Rampling is an actress, a model. She's had an OBE uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, was I mean, in Dexter well, and Broadchurch. I mean, yep, th- she's throughout this, like, Alan's just not really paying attention until it starts kicking off. Like, he's literally not interested in the responses that the politicians are giving uh, to the audience yeah. questions. And at one point he just says, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, then he, well, uh, yeah, impartiality's gone out the window. Wasn't he? He's interrupting Charlotte to let the hapless uh, Tory guy speak, yeah. uh, and then he's so bored he's stacking pens. Never done six. Never done six. And uh, genuine fact: in rehearsals, he only ever managed to stack four. Um, managing to get six in the record was a genuine first. <laughs> oh, thought, is it so you can actually see it's genuine excitement on his yeah. face. Is it definitely up? six? Is that in the script? I thought it was five. No, he gets to five and he's trying to get yeah. six. So he's like, and then they fall. Yeah, but he'd only ever got to four in the rehearsals. So. Coogan Five was a record. Yeah, so Coogan is genuinely loving it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, speak, well, speaking of genuine things in this scene, uh, when Schneider starts going, you're a bloody shit, uh, Marber is genuinely laughing. He's corpsing there. So well, there's quite a bit where that. he's where he's interrupting and doing the head slapping. Head slipping? Head slipping. <laughs> what did you say? A regimented system of head slipping? Head slipping. <laughs> uh, you can see Patrick Marber curling at the lips yeah. he is, yeah, he is yeah, about yeah. to go I don't know how they didn't lose it because every time I see that I laugh my tits <laughs> off <Brilliant. laughs> uh, and yeah as with any balanced political debate uh, chaired by Alan Partridge it ends in an on-air fight and flashes <laughs> invading the stage <laughs> I don't know when he says that, if you're going to fight do it in the car park <laughs> <laughs> the only place to fight well, uh, it's, that's, a, that's sort of a precursor to when he's pitching in a city sumo to Tony Hares as well because he says oh, we nice. could do it yeah, on the yeah. cheap circling chalk on the ground of a pub car park <laughs> nice and cheap car parks are for fighting if, you, if you're Alan Partridge uh, and he ends the show with a hairy anus in his face <laughs> that, yeah that, that, bum, that bum is right in his face yes. it's very funny and yeah you can nearly <laughs> yeah. see his anus <laughs> yeah uh, well like, he's trying to cover it with his hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that bum shell oh, oh, very good. Well he's done it he's done it Hit slipping. <laughs> uh, hit us with some IMDb facts, will you? So, live from IMDb.com, uh, 7.9 out of 10 from 60 reviews. Those number of reviews are Genuinely decreasing week on week. As anticipated. Yep. Um, so, 7.9 out of 10. Fair? I think so. Yeah. It's not well, the what, best, it's not the worst. What's the top rating? Is that eight? Eight. Uh, episode one is the highest yeah. so far with eight. Yeah. yeah. We haven't had the highest one Ooh. yet. Ooh. Well, I could it? <laughs> There's only one to go, isn't there? Well, yeah, I, didn't say, I didn't say there was any air of mystery around it. You were the ones who went, ooh. 
We've got one episode to go. It's all to play for. Seems a good time uh, to remind people that um, we'll be covering uh, Knowing Me, Knowing You, obviously, in this series. But uh, for Knowing Me, Knowing You, we're going to be doing that live later this year uh, at the Prince Charles Cinema on the 22nd of November. Uh, to get tickets, you can go to our Facebook.com slash The Partridge Pod or our Twitter.com slash The Partridge Pod. Uh, please do come and join us. Oh, you're going to have a good time. Uh, any more factoids on this episode? I've got Newt. No, I think that's it. We're all out. Okay, in that case, it's time for Cards Against Alanity. Coming up any second now. Hitch slipping. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So it's time for Cards Against Alanity. We're up to episode five. So far, Tom Bark has two. Nick has two. Tom Stav and I are yet to get on the scoreboard, but there's everything to play for. This week's sentence to complete with the cards you have in front of you, gents, is let's hope there are blank in heaven if that's where he's going. Let's hope there are blank in heaven if that's where he's going. I'm making a, a slight. One. I'm making a slight edit to my card. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to dramatically alter mine for it to make sense. But uh, it's yeah. fine. Minor amends are allowed as long as you do not disrupt the essence. There you of go, the card. Okay, producer Jed is getting the entries together, and he's going to pick his favourite very shortly. He will hand them back to me. I will read them out, and there's going to get some bell pinging going on. Always the same. Likes the most. Okay, Jed selected his winner, so here we go. Let's hope there are l'homme de sport in heaven, if that's where he's going. Let's hope there are ironic bum bags in heaven, if that's where yes! he's going. Yes! <laughs> it's Tom Dark again. <laughs> I've uh, done it. Let's hope there are Ipswich-based hotel lobby wine bar bands, that's in heaven, if that's where he's going. And let's hope there are my unmoribond bund merry band in heaven, if that's where he's going. <laughs> so Tom Dark's got three. He can't be. T- oh, he could be taken. He could I be mad. Draw. draw, yeah. I draw. draw. Do we need to prepare? We need to prepare some kind of tiebreaker. I probably should have thought we? about that. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll Don't figure worry. it out for next week. We can have a spare card. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's cards against Alanity for this week. And for those of you that didn't catch it when we did it live on Facebook, we now have the second round of uh, <laughs> the second round of partridge. A new, a among new the regular pix- feature. A new regular feature <laughs> on the show called Partridge Among the Pixels. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> so let me explain the uh, the game. Uh, basically, I've been on Google Trends where you can see uh, various search terms and how they compare to one another in terms of popularity. Uh, these figures are based on worldwide uh, searches over the last 12 months. What we've done is I've looked up how popular the term Alan Partridge was and i am also looked up a load of other Alan-related terms and I want the team here to confer and let me know whether they think the term that I'm going to give them is more popular than Alan Partridge or less popular. Yeah, so okay. we have to make a collective group decision on this. Okay, yes. Yes. Uh, okay got it. feel free to confer. And also, if you get it right, you will hear the now traditional monkey tennis bell, which sounds like this. Yes. There we go. Ready to begin? Such high production values. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're as ready as we've ever been. At least it's a genuine bell. Here you go. You can. Yeah. There it is. Um, the famous bell. Okay. So, the first one. Okay. Which of these is more popular worldwide <laughs> in the last 12 months? Is it Alan Partridge or Lynn? Ooh, Partridge, surely. Lynn is quite a broad term, though. If you think about it, <laughs> in that it's a woman's name. It's a name. Woman's I think it's Partridge. Could be searched I think it's Partridge. Okay, let's go Alan Partridge. Okay, we'll go Partridge. Uh, you're bang wrong. It's Lynn. See? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Broad term. Yeah, fair Adam, enough. Uh, Adam, are you keeping a tally of the scores, by the way? Uh, I well, haven't. it's none out of one. Yeah, I think we can all collectively keep a tally. Uh, just, just, for, uh, just for struggle. clarity's sake, that's Lynn spelled L-Y-N-N. Uh, the next one, which is more popular of these search terms, Alan Partridge or commissioning editor? <laughs> <laughs> Alan Partridge. Yeah. I... That's decisive. Yeah, I would go Partridge for this one, I think. Yep. Everyone's saying Partridge. Yes. You're right. We're on the board. Yeah, okay, Alan is good. the most popular. Alan Partridge or BBC Two? Babe, surely. It's got to be BBC, BBC, BBC Two. two yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're yes. right. It's BBC yeah. Two. Which of these Come is more on. popular as a Google trend worldwide in the last 12 months? Alan Partridge or Spice Museum. <laughs> uh, Ooh, how many Spice Museums yeah, are exactly. there apart from the one in Longstanton which we know, <laughs> which we know exists? <laughs> we know it doesn't exist. Uh, no, no, Nick did the research. No, it was definitely it. it was real. They've got a website. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've got no reason to doubt your rigorous research. <laughs> exactly. So, Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge. Yeah, got to be Partridge. More popular than Spice Museum, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. You're correct. Yes. We're on a roll, guys. We're on a roll. We're nailing this. Okay. Alan Partridge or Breakfast Buffet? Ooh, Ooh that's buffet. Good. Think of the Americans. <laughs> gotta be breakfast. The American buffet. market. Yeah, I think it's I'm gonna Nick be, on that one. Yeah. yeah, gotta be breakfast. Okay. Uh you're right, it's breakfast buffet. Come on. Just uh, a sub question. When you think of breakfast buffets, do you think eat all you like or do you think eat all you can? Uh well it should always be enjoyable, and I think like sounds more enjoyable than can. Yeah, can sounds, can like, sounds a like, a, like a challenge, yeah. yeah. That's like you're in an eating competition. Yeah, like. The world of competitive eating. Okay. Um next one. Alan Partridge. Or Mini Metro. Ooh. Worldwide. I feel like it's a moribund term now. Yeah, mini exactly. Metro, so yeah, if we were talking I'm, early to mid-90s... Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm... Is this term moribund? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Partridge. 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 Correct. Yes. Yes. Partridge beats Mini Metro. Um, Next one. Partridge or Toblerone? Oh, Toblerone's been in the news it's, recently, hasn't it? Because it changed. Got to be Toblerone, sure. yeah. yeah. The, particularly with yeah, with the, it was December, was it, where they they remodelled the Toblerone, so they made the they segment smaller. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Toblerone, yeah. Okay then. You're right. We it's are Toblerone. smashing this. Can I just say though, a bit of intel on that? Toblerone and Allen were more or less neck and neck until the, the, bre- news. the Brexit the news. Toblerone yeah. debacle, yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. it went off the scale. Hang on, are we, are we? Is it because of Brexit they remodelled it? 
Yeah, uh, it was their costs. Yeah, it yeah was the, the, costs, the costs were uh, rising. Ah. It was. It became like the the figurehead of Brexit was this spacious <laughs> Toblerone with big gaps. Bloody Brexit! First anyway. it was Marmite, next it was Toblerone. Whatever next. Oh. Um, <laughs> so Google Trends worldwide uh, in the last twelve months, which is more popular, Alan Partridge or Lady Boys? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's got to be Lady Boys. Oh, I'm going to go with Lady Boys. Yeah, as well. Lady Boys. Lady Boys. Adam, tell us about the Lady Boys. It's Lady yes. Boys. Oh yes. <laughs> Alan Partridge. Or Bangkok. Oh, well, the, Bangkok, surely. Yeah, the amount of people Googling yeah, holidays, hotels. Yeah, yeah. A nice, easy one. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Lovely Bangkok stuff. is more popular than Alan. Alan Partridge or the phrase big plate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it doesn't matter how big the plate is. We don't need to specify. I'm going Alan Partridge. Yes, I'm going um, Partridge as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I might oh. veer towards big plate, but big we, need plate. To go, we need to go with the group decision. We're searching for big plate. Good point. Yes, Partridge. It's Partridge. Yeah. yeah, correct. It's Partridge. Uh, just to uh, respond to a couple of commenters, Mark Smith. Unfortunately, we are a mere podcast. We do not have the power to bring back Tandy <laughs> Sorry. as much as I would love. Although he would also like to see Long Santon Spice Museum happen. Uh, so would we. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> Let's make this happen. We all would. Start a petition. Yeah. If we get to ten thousand signatures, We've the government got... has to debate it. <laughs> We've got the website. We're halfway there. That's true. Okay. Uh, which of these is more popular as a search term on Google in the last twelve months worldwide? Alan Partridge or Linton? Uh, partridge. partridge. Yeah, we're going yeah. with Partridge on that one. Yeah. Going with partridge, you're bang wrong. What? what? Linton, the what? town of Linton is more popular, apparently. Wow. Next I can't one. believe it, but yeah. it's Google. So at this point, I would just like to point out that this is producer Jed over here. We didn't actually introduce him at the beginning. Jed. This is our. This is the man behind the machine that is out monkey tennis. This counts as an episode, so you can have a single word for people at home if you'd like. Burger sauce. That's no, two words. words. Two get, words out. get out. <laughs> Maybe if you hyphenate it. Yeah. Your obsession with burger sauce is a real problem, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, search terms. Uh, which of these is more popular on Google? Alan Partridge or Simon Heffer? <laughs> uh, Alan Partridge. I, yeah. yeah, I'd side with Partridge for yeah, that. Partridge. Okay, you're saying Partridge. You're right, yes. it's Partridge. I like, it slightly ruins the element of suspense when Adam has to lean over to hit the bell. <laughs> so we kind of know so what's which one happen. are you going to say? <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts here. We are live. This is live. This is live. Okay. Um, Google Trends, Alan Partridge or R-E-O Speedwagon. <laughs> uh, speed, they're one of the biggest stadium bands in the world, remember? <laughs> so surely... According to him. <laughs> yeah. I, mm, I'd be tempted to go R-E-O. I don't think they're active now, so I'm not sure oh. many people are active. Oh, is it last 12 months, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes, last All right, 12 okay, months. Partridge. 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 He checks his notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ario Speedwagon. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Ollie Motch just commented, you mean Long Stanton Spice Museum doesn't exist? <laughs> Don't open that can of worms. <laughs> Ollie, we can't do this now. We can't do this now. You, you're going to have to, me. You're gonna have to <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to our extensive back catalogue for yeah. a blow-by-blow account of Long Stanton go Spice to their Museum. Website, go to their website and make up your own mind. One of those did <laughs> made up their minds and got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it existed. They had a website and it was very credible. <laughs> <laughs> With no directions, yeah. Yeah. contact information. It had a, cust- a customer service written by alan in 1997 <laughs> anyway uh, okay we're coming to the last few now which of these is more popular on google alan partridge or wings Ooh. well if ario speedwagon are more popular than alan partridge it's got to be wings oh, are wings more popular could, than ario wings, wings could be yeah, the wings, wings of the bird just yeah. yeah it's a broad term like yeah, good it's a broad point. Term, chicken so wings okay wings. it's wings, wings. it's wings yes. yeah okay uh final three which of these is more popular on google alan partridge or roger moore more, surely. Got to be more. He's a household name. Dark Sun Shore. 
It's the last 12 months, isn't it? Dark Sun, sure. Has Roger Moore, been, Roger very, Moore. <laughs> has Roger Moore been very active in the last 12 months? That's my question. Mm. I would say probably less always. active than Partridge, but does his legacy mm. count for anything? I guess maybe Roger Moore is more of a global name than Alan Partridge. Sadly. Sorry, Alan. He wouldn't like to, nope. to realise that. Uh, I think Roger Moore. I'm going to go Roger Moore. You're saying Roger Moore. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Okay, we're down to the last two. Which of these is more popular? Alan Partridge or Sports Desk? <laughs> <laughs> Um, hmm. I, mean, I defer to you as a resident sports expert. Sportman. Sportman. Um, uh, who's actually Googling the term sports desk? <laughs> People like me that don't know anything about sport. <laughs> what is a sports desk? I'm going to go Partridge. Okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. I think Partridge. You're yeah. right. Alan Partridge beats sports desk into a cocked hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one for this uh, round of Partridge against the Pixels, or Partridge amongst, amongst the, pixels. the Pixels. Yep. The name's being workshopped. <laughs> <laughs> this live. is live. We're doing this live. live. Which is more popular on Google worldwide last 12 months? Alan Partridge or Crowded House? Oh. I, I would immediately go Crowded House, I think. Yeah, yeah. after the REO Speedwagon yeah. revelation, yeah, I think we're going to go, yeah, go Crowded yeah. House. And they're one of Nick's favourite bands as well. They really are. Yeah. The answer is Alan Partridge. Oh, oh good for Alan. There is no justice. <laughs> oh, done, Alan. Uh, Adam, how many were there in total? I lost count. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. This is very is it, professional. 20? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I think. Okay, well, we got uh, we got 14 correct, so that's I think not that's respectable. Bad at all. That yeah, is fairly right. respectable. Shout out to Jim Marston who, Marston, who says there was a Foster's menswear in my town. Has- Thank you, Jim. Hashtag just saying. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for joining us for this little Thank Facebook you. Live experiment, a yeah. partridge amongst the pixels. We are going to carry on now. We're going to cut you off, I'm afraid, and uh, carry on recording, but uh, there'll be new episodes in due course. Uh, Coming soon. Stay tuned on the social medias. Uh, obviously, you're already following us on, on Facebook, or you found our Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter at the partridge pod and you can email us the partridge pod at gmail.com uh, thanks very much and uh, yeah we'll be seeing you shortly aha uh-huh. and remember never use burger sauce on your breakfast that's insane that's all we got this time around on monkey tennis the alan partridge fan podcast thanks so much to those of you who have liked subscribed and reviewed us on itunes we really appreciate it thanks also if you've already got your tickets for our live show at the prince charles cinema on november the 22nd we will be back with the last in the current series of monkey tennis next week from all of us here thank you and aha it's slipping grummies it's slipping Monkey Tennis is a post-pop podcast produced by Jed Shepard. The artwork's by Dave McNamara, and the theme is an excerpt of the Black Beauty theme, Galloping Home, by Dennis King. To find out more about the records and podcasts made by post-pop, head to postpoprecords.com. Monkey Tennis? You better believe it, babe. There's a new chat in town. Monkey Tennis? Ice white shoes, ice white socks with navy blue double cadet strong. Aha! Monkey Tennis? I've just been told that Roger Moore is at Chiswick Roundabout. Monkey Tennis? Oh, what the heck? Rock and roll! It's all of a pair! Monkey Tennis? Yes, I am in a jacuzzi sipping spunt! Alan, 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 Alan! And on that bombshell! Monkey Tennis? Aha! 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.